She-Hulk. I'm here to see Kevin. It's urgent. Okay, great. Um, let me just have you sign our non-disclosure agreement and then... Welcome back to WD MagicCast for the week of October 16th, 2022. This is episode 199. WD MagicCast, the show about the mouse, the marvels, the galaxy, and beyond. I'm your host, Matthew Graken. In this week's show, Matt Leonard and I discuss She-Hulk and the upcoming plans for episode 200. Be there as we make the announcement. Be the first to hear it. We'll be back after these words from our friends and sponsors. Hey, Matthew, Jim Hill here. I do the Marvelous Disney podcast with Aaron Adams over at the Jim Hill Media Podcast Network. I know, I know, very humble sounding name. Uh, anyway, I really enjoy what you've been doing over on the Disney Marvels podcast. Uh, but as you probably already noticed, the Marvel Us Disney and the Disney Marvels podcast names are very, very similar. Which is why I imagine I keep getting mail for you. Um, that's actually why I'm calling today. I wanted to know what you'd like me to do with all of these Yankee Candle catalogs. Uh, so uh, please get back to me. Uh, oh, and uh, keep up the great work with the Disney Marvels podcast. Thank you for those kind words, Jim. And make sure to check out Jim Hill on the Marvel Us Disney podcast with Aaron Adams to find out all sorts of wonderful things about Disney, well, Marvel, uh, particularly what's going on with them. And Jim, uh, those catalogs, I'll make sure to give you the forwarding address. And uh, unless if you want to order something, go right ahead. And once again, make sure to check out Marvel Us Disney with Jim Hill and Aaron Adams, wherever you find or listen to your podcasts. And now, on with the show. Marvel has brought in us many marvels and wonderful things. Sometimes it comes in big packages that come to the theaters. Other times it comes in small packages and is not in the theaters. And then there's times that there's big packages and small packages that come in green Hulk-sized packages that come smashing through the screen and decides to talk to you while you're watching them on TV. In this case, we're talking about She-Hulk. And, like a smart Hulk himself, Matthew Leonard has come to join us and discuss this franchise that he likes to discuss. Welcome aboard. Hello, thank you for having me. You're welcome. Yes. Thank you for having us. Well, I'm, I'm not sure I'm happy. Okay. So what do you want to talk about? Well, well we, we do have some unfortunate news to cover first. Yeah. Um, we got two. We got we yeah. got two back to, back to back this week. Unfortunately, um, we the, the, I'm talking about the passing of uh, Robbie Coltrane and Angela Lansbury. Um, Robbie Coltrane 
best known for Hagrid, and everyone's going, well, okay, Hagrid, that's not exactly Disney. No, it, it's not. Um, I mean, paying well, respect he's a, to he's a, he's a touchstone in a lot of our lives in the last 20 years. He's, he's you know, it's a, it's a yeah. franchise that sparks imagination, certainly. And I think, uh, and that's kind of a lot of what we talk about. And he, uh, I was about to say, he also was in uh, in Brave as uh, Lord Dingwall. Oh, but, he was, was he one of the suitors? Um, he was the, the the old guy in the kilt. Okay, it, it, Radar movie takes place in Scotland. Just about all of them were wearing kilts. Yeah, the, he was in particularly that old guy with the the okay it's the been a while of... since i've seen brave it's been a while yeah since me I've too seen brave but uh, uh he was the father to wee dingwall who was uh one of the suitors okay the less impressive um kid it's been a long time since i've watched brave yeah that that's his son okay so uh yeah, the less impressive uh dorky kid. Um but yeah, he's he but he's he's done a lot. Uh he's best he's, known he was, a, he was a huge part of the, the British comedy scene in the eighties and in the nineties and um actually there was a there was a an Eric Idle movie uh roughly nineteen eighty eight, eighty nine, Nuns on the Run. Maybe late eighties, early nineties was Nuns on the Run. And he did that with Eric Idle. Um, really? Yeah. It was actually, it was... I, I remember it, the title. I think it was late 80s, because I remember sort of seeing the the plot description for Sister Act. You know, like, con artist disguises herself as a nun, and I was like, wait a second, didn't Eric Idle make this movie? Um... So it predates Nonsense, which would be 90, again, 92, 93, something like that. So I think Nuns, I think Nuns on the Run was like 88, I think. Um, and he was in, for people who science fiction fans, he was on, uh, he was in an episode of Red Dwarf as uh, King Henry VIII. Uh, he was in an episode of one of my favorite shows, a little treat on Netflix called Still Game, which is a, a famous uh scottish sitcom uh and he did a guest spot in an episode of uh still game uh in the episode dial a bus he's very funny in that um what else did he do he worked with a lot of like like the guys who did uh the the british series young ones he was very close with a lot of them and that that sort of alternate comedy scene that came out of, that came up through the in the 80s and the late 80s sort of just post Stephen Fry and and Hugh Laurie and um I can't think of his name uh, uh Rowan Atkinson he was oh, so, yeah he was sort of just on the heels of them I mean, of he's, he's got actually a fairly impressive um book of work on his uh his filmography he was um he had a part in Flash Gordon, the movie. Oh, really? Yeah, Man at the Airfield. So it's kind of like a back background guy, probably. Yeah. Um, Metal Mickey. Don't know that one. But uh, he was in an episode as well, um, or his voice was in an episode of Are You Being Served? Oh, really? Yes. Where? 
Let's see here. Sorry, I, mean, I apologize, folks. We're we're sort of Britcom nerds, both Matt and I. Yes, those those who who know me know me who know me well know that I'm an, an Anglophile. Um, where oh, I, I went past that. Now. He was in. Oh, you know what else he was in? He was in. Um, he's in a couple of the um. Ocean's thirteen or the Ocean's eleven movies. I think he's in Ocean's thirteen. He and uh he's in two. I think he's in twelve and thirteen. Oh baby, I know he's also voices in uh, Tale of Despero, Arthur Christmas, uh, Black uh, Adder's Christmas Carol. Nuns on the Run was nineteen ninety. Pope Pope must diet. Up oh, no, yep, Nuns on the Run nineteen ninety. Yep, year before oh, uh, he was, he he was, was in, in Henry the Fifth too. Of, uh, right, he's actually he's in a very very funny episode of Black Adder as the oh. inventor of the dictionary. Oh really? I forgot about yes. that. I've seen that one. It's like one of the funniest episodes of Black Adder. Yeah, that he was a in lot. a couple episodes of the Young Ones. Oh, the Black Adder, Black Adder the Third. Yeah. Oh, I've got to look up that. Are you? Oh, say. So, oh, oh, oh! I actually know which episode this is. The Are You Being Served? That's like the last episode of the series. Okay. Calling all customers. Isn't that the one? Oh no! Wait, I'm thinking of a different. This is towards the end, though. Eighty-one. Yeah, season nine. Yeah. Calling all customers. This okay, got I vaguely towards... remember that episode. I have the whole thing on DVD, so I was on the you know worked with French and Saunders. He was in a, a couple of episodes of French and Saunders, Lanny Henry. So yeah, he was all part of that. that National circuit. Lampoon's uh, European Vacation. Yeah. So. So and. Extraordinarily huge body of work, and and then of course you know really got known in this country when he started doing the Harry Potter films and uh, and playing playing Hagrid. Oh, he was in he was in an episode of Frasier. I don't remember him being in Frasier. Some of this is voice work too. Yeah. No, uh, hang on. His character in Frasier, he's listed as Michael Moon. He was a relation of, he was one of Daphne's relatives. Oh. Because uh, Daph- Daphne Moon was the, uh... The housekeeper. The housekeeper. There's a message in the bottle? TV rendition of Alice in Wonder. I actually have this. Brothers Bloom, I actually saw that. He was very good in that. Couple James Bonds, The World Is Not Enough, and Golden Eye. But uh but like you said, but what he's of course become known for over the years more Van than anything is is playing Hagrid. Yeah, Van Helsing and, movies. Uh, and was really and and from you know listening to the listening to some of the the tributes coming from the the Harry Potter actors, you know everybody kind of felt that he was he was the heart of the thing, yeah, uh, and was was sort of a, a real father figure to the kids and and you know 
or you know the sort of uncle loving uncle and uh and really took them under his wing and and uh, adored being with them and they adored being with him so yeah i remember even seeing this well before he passed um to just to speak to the truth of that that the the primary actors talked about him in that sense of way that he was just such a a warm um like you said the heart of the the cast uh and just so warm and loving towards the kids and pretty much to everybody uh when they were when they were making these movies yeah so that 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 statement has rung true for for years and um you know is he was 72 quite quite young yeah uh, still so it's just very unfortunate um uh, very unfortunate loss um so he will be missed but leaves behind a lot of uh fantastic work um then i guess we should, should go on to the next one as well yeah we lost a real legend this week uh, literally yeah. um and that would be one the miss uh miss angela lansbury um that was she was she is it actually is it miss is it it might actually was she dame no she was never made a dame was she i, I hmm. good question i uh yes dame angela lansbury oh yeah there we go Died five days before her birthday. I'm trying to find out when she was damed. Uh, she became a Disney legend in 95? I mean, um, not 95. Uh, I just had it. There go. In 2014, Queen Elizabeth II made Lansbury a dame in honor of her accomplishments as an actress. In, in, in 1995, she became a Disney legend as well. Wow. And a I mean, long, good reason. I mean, yeah. Bedknobs and Broomsticks, Beauty and the Beast. And if you want a real treat, uh, although it's not a Disney movie, The Court Jester with Danny Kaye. She's. Ooh, Danny Kaye. Oh, she's stunningly gorgeous in that. She's stun you know, like the I the first time I saw the the court jester. In fact, I think it was probably a couple viewings of the court jester before I realized she was in it because she it's one of the few times you'll you know, she she was known for bedknobs and broomsticks. She was known for <coughs> excuse me. Um uh of course murder she wrote and she was a little older when she did both of those. Yeah. Um, but she did Court Jester. She was relatively young, and and uh, and you don't recognize her at all, or you barely. You sort of have to watch her. Like, who? There's something about her. She's very like, familiar with that person. Place. Uh, well, it's like, but she's wonderful in that. She's wonderful in that. It's like you look at um, Betty White. You go back to some of her early picks, and you wouldn't recognize have recognized her either. Right. Yeah. 
But uh, I remember, like, uh, Bed Knobs and Broomsticks was one of my sister's favorite movies growing up. That's a fun movie. It really is. And then, of course, you know, and then and, and she was she was just so wonderful in uh, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Again, talking about the heart of the film. I yeah. have this thing I always talk about with Beauty and the Beast. The Beauty and the Beast are the main characters, but really, it's the story of. I I always felt it's the it's it's Beauty and the Beast are the the title characters, but it's it's um, Potts, Cosgrove, and or uh, Cogsworth and and Lumiere who really carry the picture and carry the emotional. Yes. Story, the, you know. Um and and of course her just singing that that wonderful song that uh, Ashman Menken song right in the middle. It's, it's so such beautiful delicacy. Such a yeah yeah. It's uh, I I remember hearing that for the first time and going God this is this is good you know like you you knew what a hit song in a movie was you you knew kind of like oh this is your Oscar winner right here because it's this beautiful beautiful song and she sings it so magnificently um well yeah not i mean in and, it's, then a, and then had a you know tremendous uh theater career musical theater career uh you know sweeney todd was kind of written for her or the 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 character she played in sweeney todd was written for her um just this or so i've heard uh just this amazing uh Amazing, and uh, and then of course the the thing that she's really recognized and remembered for is is murder she wrote back in the the eighties. Yeah, I mean that's what I really as well, I'd I'd watched Ben Knobs and Broomsticks, but you know the murder she wrote is really what connected, you know Jessica Fletcher. Um, right, that, it, it, and it was one of those things. You know, it's it's funny. It's you and I have talked about Golden Girls in the past, but it's that same thing where like. You know, Murder, She Wrote was not, you, you, you think of like, this is more true of the 80s, I think it's a little less true now, where you had your, your um, you know, that all-important demographic of who who you were trying to reach, and, and specifically it was the the number one demographic for television at the time was you know young males in their 20s and 30s and here's this Mm -hmm. show about a more mature in her 50s 60s woman in her 60s she was born in 1925 so figure 1985 woman in her 60s yep solving murder mysteries and she you know her character is an author you know you're you're obviously bucking the you know, if you, if you sort of look at the landscape of what were detectives at that time, you think of Columbo and Kojak and and that kind of thing. Well, uh, and here's here's a stranger thing. Um, just as I came upon it, she actually crossed over onto Magnum PI as Jessica. Oh, did Fletcher. she? Yes. Nice. Yeah. Well, I mean, Magnum Magnum's another one. Of, you know, and the, and you think of the shows that were on at that time, Knight Rider and Magnum and A Team and whatever. And here was this show about a about a you know mystery writer in a sleepy little town in Maine uh, using her skills as a mystery writer to solve crimes. And, and and again, the lead is not, you know, in their 20s or in their 30s. It's, no. you know, it's this elderly woman in her 60s solving crimes. It's uh, it's pretty bizarre to think by, by today's standard. Or by by the standards of the day at that this time, this show would not work. 
right, according right, right. to whatever whoever at that time. Right. She appeared in an episode of New Heart. That doesn't surprise me. No. But uh another another great one who we have uh who we have lost and will be missed. Very much. Very much. And um Oh, she was in Anastasia. What was the Nanny McPhee? She was in the Nanny McPhee movie. She was in that too? Because let's see. It just came upon that she was in uh, Boxes, which is now Disney's Anastasia. Uh, All the Beauty and the Beast spinoff things. Law and Order. Yep, Nanny McPhee. Aunt Annadale. Yeah. Adelaide. Aunt Annadale. Surprised uh voice Mrs. Potts in Kingdom Hearts 2. Mr. Popper's Penguins. The 2017 TV miniseries of Little Women. The animated um Illumination the Grinch. Right. And Mary Poppins returns as the balloon lady. Oh, most recently, um, Glass Onion, a Knives Out, a Knives Out movie. That's interesting because they like. I think they like them. I didn't even know they'd finished that. I didn't even know they'd started on that. I knew they were making it. I know they were making it. I've seen that it was coming. Um, is it? Oh, and 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 of course the Pirates of Penzance with um, Kevin Klein and Linda Ronstadt. Which again, going back to her musical theater background. Well, I got uh, where 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 this one go? She was also in um, Blue. Uh, was it Blue Hawaii? I have no yeah. idea. Blue Hawaii with Elvis. Okay. So, yeah, she's got another one that's just got such a great book of work. Um. It was just such a talent on multiple. I mean, besides her acting skills and her voice skills, you know, such a beautiful singing voice, too. Yeah. So, I mean, she just. uh, I mean, she was 96, so. Right. Yeah. Unfortunately. Yeah. These, you know, you can't live forever. Yeah. Um, but she's Nin- such an endearing and just. 1955, she made the court gesture with Danny Kay. Wow. And uh, it's going to drive me nuts because I was trying to remember this the other day. The actress and 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 the actress Glynis Johns from uh, Mary Poppins is in that. OK. Yeah. So yeah, two two that we've lost this week. Yeah, but have again left so much of their talent that we can go back and still enjoy. Yeah. So just such a gift to humanity. Yeah. So. All right. All right. Now, hopefully, happier things now. <laughs> Hopefully. Hopefully. 
Uh, She-Hulk. I know this this has been a uh, the one that this was the series that you'd been looking forward to since its announcement. Yes. Uh, we talked briefly about the the first couple of episodes when it came out. Right. And now we have the entire first season. Right. Uh, most likely. Uh, uh no, I, no, I don't know. There, there's a lot of rumors that are popping up, but I saw something today that see, that She Hulk season two has been uh, is they are going is at greenlit season two. Yeah. Um, I know this was one that they were initially a little leery about because they just didn't know how to how to go about presenting it, mm. how to cut it. Um. But it it's um it was it was quite the quite the series. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying I liked to see. It. I liked it right up until the last like eight minutes. Um and then it fell apart for me. There, I said it. That's okay. Okay. But it's uh, and I didn't. And I I understand why you say that. I do. Yeah. I do understand that. And um, I just wanted, I want to clarify that I didn't mind the breaking the fourth wall. I kind of as I was as we got through the show, I was kind of hoping that I thought, well, you know, back in the really when she would break the fourth wall, it wasn't just that she would talk to the reader. She would talk to the reader. Usually in the first page, maybe the last couple. I, mean, I don't remember her ever doing that so much during that, but generally at the, the start of the comes. But then the real breaking of the fourth wall would involve Jen or She-Hulk storming into the Marvel offices and dressing down Marv Wolfman or Dan Slott or whoever was, you know, writing or whoever was editing her book at the time. She'd go in and she'd, she'd yell at them, and it was always kind of fun. So I thought, are they going to, you know, as I was thinking about this last week, I thought, I wonder if they're going to do that. Are they going to do a thing where she literally steps on to a Marvel Studios soundstage and starts, and, and they did that. And I was thrilled that they did that. And I thought it was very funny that they did that and the way that they did that. And I thought there was a lot of brilliant stuff there. And then they came out of it and shot the entire series in the foot multiple times with uh with a bazooka um just kind of nothing that was set up mattered i mean even within the episode itself nothing that was set up mattered and anything that was intrinsically interesting about the show or or might pull you into the show you were now told was not important and they admitted openly that they had no direction for the show or what to do with the show. They had no creative ideas to do with the show. And and then well, ended and they, it the way that they ended it. And they did it. But they were also trying to do it in a mocking way. That this is a superhero pick. So therefore we have to follow these tropes. And the, the final trope being. That it has to be this over the top big battle. at For the last episode. Mm. And I think the whole point of this is. And where they were truly going with is was, no, you don't have to do that. This is not, you know, she is, she's a Hulk, she's a superhero, yes, but this is actually more of a, she's a lawyer first. 
Right. So how do you do that? You don't use your muscle to beat your the bad guy. You use your brain, which but is what she ended even, up okay, doing. Okay, fine. But then, but then, give us the legal battle. You know, like, like at least let that play out. Instead, I just felt the entire thing just kind of fizzled at the end, where she's like, "Well, I'm going to sue the guy, and that's going to be it." Yeah, and it wasn't, I, wasn't even an interesting. It was some creep that they introduced in episode two, whatever it was. You know, he wasn't even all that interesting. No, and, and the, it it did spin a little. For me, I do agree that the last episode did spin a little out of control. I mean, I enjoyed it. I think I enjoyed it more than you did. Um, because I enjoyed it up until the last like five minutes, like I said before, and then it was like, well, what the what the heck? What was any of this about? Why did I? Well, I just felt it was sort of spitting in the face of the people who were spitting in the face of its audience. Well, they they were going after a certain demographic, yeah, um, p- people that we've gone after too. Um, the uh, what I saw is that supposedly instead of the CGI robotic uh, K E V I N, it was actually supposed to be Kevin Feige, right? That she was she and she was supposed to kind of um, he was supposed to be the ultimate um uh uh antagonist right for the, the whole thing um maybe he just wasn't available i don't know i haven't seen why yet but uh so they had to do the whole cgi route um i i liked a lot some of the, the quips that was put in there even the design of kevin where it you know the lenses have the ball cap over it Right. Or a brim over it, just like, you know, Kevin always wears uh, the ball cap. Um, so it's. I enjoyed it still okay. um, on a whole. Just looking at the series as a whole, I thought I I really enjoyed this series. It was something fun. It was just something that I enjoyed seeing down and watching because. It, it it was it wasn't anything too heavy. It wasn't anything too crazy. I didn't have to worry, minus a few scenes about what my kids were watching. There was a couple scenes that okay, we, I did have to just kind of distract them briefly. Right. Not that you saw anything, but um, yeah, yeah, yeah. The implications. Um, it, it was just. But it, it was, was just. But a, it was obvious, kind of halfway through, that it was a little directionless. Yes. And then you got to the end and you're like, no, we really we really didn't know what to do with this. And we and they fully admitted to the fact that they didn't know what to do with this. And and I'm finding that with a lot of these. I'm starting to find that with a lot of these shows that they do all seem to be slightly within within some degree uh, directionless. You know, like what what am I what am I watching? And I found that. I found that a little bit with Obi Wan. I found Obi Wan was stretched out a little bit. I found that a lot with um, uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Um, I found. I'm, oh man, I'm finding that so much with Andor. I'm so bored by Andor. You know, um, and even Wandavision felt a little <coughs> unevenly keeled in some places. The, the what, pacing just yeah. When we were talking about that, that they could have chopped off a few episodes there, right? And I felt that this could have been. The, it just needed to be a little tighter in terms of what they were doing. 
Having said that, I loved I loved her. I thought she was fantastic. Mark Lynn Baker, uh, we've talked about this. I, I'm always thrilled when I see Mark Lynn Baker in something. Uh, mm-hmm. and, and he was so funny as as her father. I mean, there was there there were so many moments that were like, well, that's that's just what a dad does, you know, like be, yeah, people people go to jail every day, you know. Like that. <laughs> I love that line. Yeah. It's okay, people go to jail every day, honey. It's all right. <laughs> yeah, they're not the first person that this has happened to. It's like, <laughs> it's like really, Dad? How many people? <laughs> wonderfully fatherly. It was, I I. I, as I've said before, Tatiana is just such a fantastic actress. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and again, she just proves it in in the role of this show that she just plays off the the duality and just everything that you just you get you're attracted. You just watch her and just and you know she has such a presence on on the stage or on the on the screen. Um. The family, I thought was particularly, like you said, the dad. That was good. Some of the other supporting lawyers that they popped in and out were okay. Uh, yeah, I was a little. Um, Mallory Book is much more of a in the comics. Is I I was a little disappointed with Mallory because in the comics she's much prissier and really um, obnoxious, but in a really fun way she's she's much more of a foil for jen she's very serious she's very yeah and and is kind of the better lawyer of the you know in the, in the comics mallory is the better lawyer of the two but jen gets all of the the attention and the credit because she's she hulk mm-hmm. and i think that would have been more fun to explore instead of making them buddies you know um so I was kind of I was a little disappointed with the Mallory Buck character. I wish they'd maybe kept that. And and Pug I was a little disappointed in because Pug in the comics is is a much more fun character. He's he's sort yeah, of the I think opposite. He was underwhelming in this one. In the in the comics or in, in the Dan Slot comics, he really is that kind of um best friend. Um and there's sort of a there's almost a little bit of a will they won't they except that jen is totally oblivious to the fact that pug has any interest in her but at the same time pug doesn't he never pushes his boundaries on that he's very respectful he's very tender he's he's actually a really good friend first and foremost and that's what makes pug such a great character in the comics and here pug was much more of a he was a bit more of a doofus um more of a goofy sidekick Whereas in in the in the comics he's he's much more suave. He again is also a good lawyer, but more than anything he's a really good friend, and he he's the he's the guy who kind of knows Jen better than she does, and knows how to help her. So I don't know. I mean, if if we do get this season two, maybe that's something they hopefully could explore better. I for Mal um for Mallory though, I did get the sense that she was definitely the better lawyer. Right. Um, but no, I, it, I got that sense in the I mean, in the in the comics, they're really almost more rivals. And it's it, there's there's all sorts of stuff. He's like. There's. I can't even remember who it is. The, there's something that happens 
at one, one some superhero either might be Titania, might be Crusher Creel, might be the Absorbing Man. I don't remember, but at some point there's an attack either in the courtroom or on the loft. Says it's been a long time since I've read it, and Mallory actually gets injured. She's she ends up with a spinal injury and is and and is uh, in a wheelchair for quite a, for like the second half of of the comics, and she holds She Hulk responsible for that. She blames. She-Hulk and She-Hulk's presence for the fact that, you know, these, this villain, this supervillain has injured her. Mm-hmm. So, so she's, they're really more kind of against each other in a, in a way, but at the same time, in, in a way that you, in a way that Mallory's kind of right. <laughs> yes. Know, she's, she's that kind of character. Um, whereas here they really made her more friends with She-Hulk and uh yeah I it, and and She-Hulk I thought had enough friends in the office so it, it was I, I took it more like a professional friend not like a right um a, a, a buddy friend that she would really go out with you know hang well, out in, with in the comics there's not even she's not even a professional friend she just she just hates Jennifer and is and is you know like well I've got to pull your butt out of the fire again or I've got to yeah. come for you again I've got to take your caseload again because you're off doing superhero things again you know it's 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 much more of a rivalry um and I I kind of I was kind of looking forward to seeing that and I didn't get it. And also, but this is I'm, I'm a grumpy old man at this point. Um, you know, like the whole, like even Titania, I just felt it never really could they, have been a little more. There could have been a little bit more, like other than just being super strong, and then, and she's an influencer, you know. But there was no backstory there for the character. You know, I thought that could have been done a lot better. So. Yeah, they did. They didn't get much into her character, right? And here's something I I wonder that, being that the episodes were only half an hour ish, did in this case actually work against the show, um, as far as storytelling went. I think so. Since they were going very much for that sitcom, uh, half an hour TV sitcom thing, but a lot of the better sitcoms run. Closer to an hour in length now, don't they? I have no idea. I haven't watched television in. I don't even remember. I don't. Watch no, no, I'm wrong because like Frasier, Frasier was a half hour show, right? Yes, Frasier was a half hour show. So no, Frasier I'm, I'm wrong. Hasn't been on in twenty years, so you know, take that with a grain of salt. But no, but That's like true. Big Bang Theory and and more modern, yes, sitcoms are traditionally half an hour. So but, that, and that's but here's here's the thing was they were going after they were going kind after a kind of Ally McBeal kind of feel and Ally McBeal was not half an hour Ally no, McBeal that was an hour. an hour you know so and Ally McBeal was if you were asking me which one I'd rather watch I'd rather watch Ally McBeal I never watched I that storytelling was a little bit better what's that I never watched that I I think I saw it once or twice it was on while I was in college so I never really had the time to watch it. Robert Downey Jr. was in Ally McBeal. This is true. Yeah. Um, sort of, it, but that, was sort of, that was sort of one of the first attempts to sort of jumpstart his career, re-jumpstart his career again 
and that went off the rails for another seven or eight years and then and then iron man so yeah i um i mean on a whole i enjoyed it um i thought that was fun um i i also i again you and i had a feeling this was going to be the way that it went um bringing charlie cox back uh as daredevil back in right like uh it's going to be like the last two episodes Hmm? they teased that pretty heavily so you kind of knew that was coming right you knew that was coming but it wasn't it was unfortunately the last two episodes Mm. um i I was hoping it it would get like three episodes but they they really dragged you along for that one but um he just he goes right back into that character i mean he just plays him yeah plays him you know really well um one of the alternate suits in this one Yep. The yellow. Yeah, the red and yellow suit. Um but again, he just he just plays that part to perfection. Yeah, but I didn't think they see that was another thing. I didn't think they need him even in the last episode. I mean I just felt it was a wasted I liked seeing I liked seeing him last in last week's episode and when he got in this week's episode I thought, well that's that was dumb. Dropping him in there. So, like I said, I enjoyed the show right up until the last five minutes. So taking the last five minutes out, take it out, and I uh, well take the last five minutes. There's still stuff that they could have done a lot better. True, they could have built the world a little bit better, but um, you know, yeah, um, lots of interesting characters that they brought into it some more known characters some mcu characters and then some a lot of lesser known characters. a lot of lesser known you know sort of fan favorite kind of characters the porcupine guy yeah um and and man boar mm-hmm. uh and uh the uh the swashbuckling one yeah i don't remember his name uh matador right um and then, they introduced, at, and then they introduced hulk's son like right at the see that was another thing that like in the last five minutes like why are they doing this here that that seemed awkward of a drop-in i'm trying to see if they i'm wondering if that's supposed to be hulkling no that's scar he's he's a real oh character hulkling in the comics is a scroll just yeah that's right but uh, scar is scar is hulk's son in the comics and I, and again it's just sort of a fan favorite character and it just seemed a weird a very very weird way to just you know drop that oh here's the last 30 seconds look hulk is back and here's and why. he's got a son and I don't know. It just seemed very, very out of place. Oh. There's a few points I was expecting them to start going off and building some of the side characters a little more. It looked right. like they tried to do that, and then 
got lost. I'll tell you what I wanted, and I thought this was there was one. I don't remember. Oh, I thought that I was almost positive that they were going to head this direction with it, which would have been far more interesting as far as I'm concerned. I thought they were going to reveal that the leader was the uh, the villain that they that they would tie up or bring in the loose plot thread from the 2008 Hulk movie, which is leader who was kind of seen lying in a pool of super soldier serum with his brains bubbling out. Well, he is coming back. Is he? Yes. But do you know when and where? Um, He's announced as the villain for, you don't know either. Oh, no, I, I just talked about this. Is it... Is it Quantum Mania? No. It's no. past that. Is it Armor War? No, I thought they were bringing in Justin... I thought they were bringing in Sam Rockwell for Armor War. Uh, uh, that could be right. Um, no, it's one of the ones that they more recently announced. I don't know. But I thought they were oh going to tie him in here. And even in, even if they had, like, that would have been the character to see in the last 30 seconds and go, oh, my gosh, it's that guy. You know, that would have been more interesting to me. And to find out that he was, especially when you know, like, Master, uh, he sort of is the, the head of intelligentsia, that would have made more sense. That's why I thought they were headed in that direction. But um, they didn't. <sighs> oh, well. I'm not in charge of this. Oh, Captain America 4, New World Order. That's who he's he's showing up in that movie. Oh, okay. So, yes, they are bringing him back. Uh It uh, took me a moment to remember which one it was. Yeah. So, at this point in time, he's showing up in Captain America 4. Okay, then. Um, So, yeah, Kevin already thought of that. (laughs) Just at a different, uh, different spot. Um... You know what I think happened? See, now this is starting to be I you know what I think happened. What I think mean? they were I think they were headed in that direction originally to make him the villain in She-Hulk and then got 3 quarters of the way through it, got into production, got most of the way through it, got towards the end and then someone said, "Wait a second, let's put him let's move him here." And they had to scramble at the end. To, that's what I think happened. I'll bet you. I'll bet you. I'll bet you. I'll bet you. It could be. I mean, they, a lot of things could. Like, these things the, can happen. The timing on that seems kind of interesting. But yeah, I'll bet you that's what happened. I wouldn't be surprised if that or something very similar to that didn't happen. Yeah. And, you know, and for those of you listening, that's just my little Internet theory. You can that's not fact. That's just me sort of looking at things and going that if they did that, that would make. I want to say it makes sense, but it would explain a lot if that's what happened. Right. It would would kind of play out that way. I wonder. The world may never know. Mm. So, um, how uh, on a whole? Yeah. From second one to the last, last, last moment. 
How would you, uh, out of 10, what would you give the series? I don't know. But you, see, you do this to me all the time. You ask me to rate things. I, I do. I don't, I, don't, I, don't like, I don't like to rate things. I'm not a ranking kind of guy. How would you rate it? Um, How I, tall is Mark Lynn Baker? There you go. I would I would rate it Mark Lynn Baker's height. Mark Lynn Baker's height. <laughs> really? <laughs> or Tatiana Maslany's, whichever. Somewhere between her real height and her, sometime between Tatiana Maslany's height and her uh, body double's height. Interesting, because she did have she a body Hulk's, double. She Hulk's body double. Yeah. Because it's it's her face plastered on somebody else's body. Pretty much. Yeah. I did. I th- thought that was interesting whenever they did the little spoof of the 80s Hulk. Oh, the 80s. Yeah, I thought that was fun. And they kind of was. Well, it's, it's interesting because if you, if you go back and you watch the 2008 Hulk movie, there are sort of elements of the of the Incredible Hulk opening in the opening credits of the the Ed Norton movie. Yes. Yes, there is. Um, so I thought it was fun for them to, to really like, okay, well, we'll just dive into it and we'll just do this and make it, uh, you know, cheesy and eighties. Like with the, the oddly placed, you know, looks and off time lines. And so you're giving it somewhere between a five foot four and a five foot seven. Really? Wait, she's only what? The body double is what? Oh no, I didn't give it the body. That, that's no, actually, the body double. Go between Tatiana Maslany's and uh, and the and the body double. The body double. Body double. Body, body double's got to be six foot something. So, Malia Aray. This is a new variation on guess the height. This is how I'm going. This is how I'm going. And next time you ask me to rate things, I'm just going to rate it on some based on somebody's height. Okay, so so between five foot four and six foot five. Yeah, somewhere between five foot four and six foot five. That's how I I rate the show. Okay. And that's not out of ten. That's whatever is whatever numbers are in my head. <laughs> out of a quadrillion. Yeah. Okay. Okay. The, the the numbers are all made up in my head. Where the score is have kept closely seen, and the points have you don't ever matter. Seen, I don't know if you've seen this. This is fun. And I'm I'm this is not a political thing, but it's totally a political thing. But it's not a political thing. Have you seen the video of Donald Trump counting? No. Oh God, it's hilarious. There's a there's a video and it's it's literally it's spl- it's spliced together, you know. Um, one one million, two one, one million, million three it's, one million. It's spliced together like campaign speeches in him, and it's it starts out you him one two three, and, and then it's like and it's like it's like one to ten, and it's like more than dozens, dozens, hundreds, hundred thousands in the thousands, numbers you can't think of. Numbers only I can think of millions, but it just goes up and up. 
<laughs> and it's him just exaggerating these numbers. It's just it's so funny. And you know, like again, I don't want to make the show political, but it's it's sort of one of those no, things. That, that, it's that's not exactly political. It's, it's not it's political, just... and yet you, you can enjoy it from both sides of the aisle. I think. Yes. Yet it's just really it, it's political humor that isn't necessarily political. Right. Uh, and right. I enjoy that. It is fun to watch non-political political humor. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Sorry, I jumped, I jumped topic there for a second. So, yeah, but yeah, that's. Oh, we uh, don't do that here. What did I say? Five foot, somewhere between five four and six foot five is what. Yes. Uh, five, yeah, five four and six foot five. Wow, is that how short? Is that how short she is? Yeah. Wow. So then, so then the five seven is Mark Lynn Baker. I knew he was short, or relatively short. He's shorter still, than me. Still taller. Yeah, taller than uh, Tatiana. Taller. Yeah. Wow. You don't get a sense of her shortness, like her height in this in this show. In, in Orphan Black, you got a little better sense of. Well, uh, no, because you do see her. You do see her next to Mark Lynn Baker, and if you know that Mark Lynn Baker is short, you know that she's shorter. Because mm. he used to. I mean, well, you and I grew up in the '80s, so we know him from standing next to um, Bronson Pinchot, who was moderately tall. Yeah. Who's easy? I mean, easily a good five ten, five eleven. Might even be six foot. But he's not in a Disney movie, so we won't guess Bronson Pinchot's height. No, no, we'll move on from that. No, we'll, we'll do that on. another time. Um, That's gonna be. Oh well, we'll talk later. That's gonna be a question next week. How tall is Bronson Pinchot? Isn't it? You're gonna do that to me. Ooh, there we go. <laughs> Just. To... <laughs> Ooh, Wait, what does he have to do with Disney? Because. Matt brought him up last week. Oh. Um, there were three people that have never been in my kitchen. <laughs> good answer. Good answer. No, you know what? Um, I, I Just to, to go back to the, the She-Hulk quickly for the ending. Sure. When they, they, she got into the office and the Kevin device dropped in, I had flashbacks of Wally. What were, we were watching something recently. Oh, we're actually we were thinking uh, Andor. We I've been watching Andor all week, watching the little robot on Andor going. It's Wally. Why is good to know yeah. Wally's finding work? You know? <laughs> he put on a, uh, wow. the, you know, you know, a, a red suit and uh... yeah. Every time that that droid appears on on screen, I turn to Emily and just go Wally. Eva. All right, and, uh, who would you say was your MVP or most very uh, valuable character for this show? Well, I mean, I mean, it's a She-Hulk show. I don't think there was really a. Um, although, you know, I gotta say this, and I think we I, we might have mentioned this one of the last times I was on. I love watching Benedict Wong because he clearly enjoys being Wong. I mean, you just see him. You see him having fun and really enjoying that character, and it's it's yes. always really fun to watch him. Just and I was play I was very happy to show see him pop up at the the teaser at the end, the little, right. little after credit scene um, with uh, Emil Bonsky's character, and uh, you know say, oh yeah, yeah, I have a I'm starting another series. I don't think he mentioned what the series was. But 
you know, here's this, you know, masterful wizard and he's got all these important things to, to do. And what's he doing? He's binge watching old, old TV shows. Right. He's one of us. <laughs> yeah, the most powerful that, wizard. That apparently that that the the episode with that the character Madison, the whole yes, the whole, I, like, I thought she was gonna well, pop up whatever. That would have been fun, but apparently the that bit at the end of that episode with the two of them sitting on the sh- uh, sitting on the couch eating popcorn together and commenting on some TV show they're watching was not intended. It was the two of them, it was the two actors were sitting on the couch at one point and just started riffing and doing this thing. And the director was like, film this, film this, put a camera on the two of them and get this. Really? And so they, yeah, it was apparently like it, it was a, it was an in the moment thing where they were just, the two of them were horsing around and uh, the director saw them doing it and was like, yeah, well, let's just turn the camera on and get this. We'll put it into the show somewhere. Uh, I love and it's, and it's a like very, very funny. It's a very, very funny bit. Doesn't have anything to do with the rest of She-Hulk, but apparently, no, but still, but apparently, nothing that happened in She-Hulk had to do with the She-Hulk series. So, there you go. Pretty much. Not that, I mean, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I, yeah. I, I would have to go with Tatiana, and, and like you said, honorable mentions to Wong. Um. And Mark Lynn Baker. Because I love watching Mark Lynn Baker. All right, Mark Lynn. I give. I'll give Mark Lynn. You Baker. give Mark Lynn Baker. I'll give I'm him a five foot seven. You give Mark Lynn Baker. I'll, I'm gonna give uh, Charlie Charlie Cox uh, uh, another honorable mention. He's got to be a good five ten. Sure. We'll go with that because okay. I'm not gonna give uh, give it away. Oh. Uh, oh, that's see now I gotta look up Charlie Cox's height now, don't I? Okay, Thank I got you. it. I know where we're going. I really should anticipate these questions. We'll have to discuss these questions later. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> but I guess there we have it. A letter opener. A letter opener. Um, <laughs> though I did, I heard reports of people um, whenever... They went. They flashed to the Disney Plus um, home screen. Yeah. That some people were actually thought something happened to the Freaking show. Out. That. Yeah. I you know they did it well enough that I had a half moment and then went wait a second this is a thing like because it it was it was a so Marvel filled right it was like it was it was almost a little too much Marvel in my Marvel screen you know. Yep. Um, and, and also, yeah, I, I was like, oh, right, this is, I know what they're doing. So it was, I thought that was very funny. I thought the whole, that part, I actually did think was funny. And I enjoyed that. It was everything that came after that, that I just, like I said, it was like, they just took a bazooka to the show and it was like, well, what the heck did I spend the last six weeks well, watching? When she was accosting the writers, were you okay with that? Yes, but at the same time, I felt it was an admission that the writers that the you know like I I if they had actually delivered something after that, that well, was it, and that's kind of where it's heading. If if you got to the writers part, but then you got something a little more conclusive and concrete after that, 
I wouldn't have had any problem, but I felt in, but then it was having watched. I'm like, well, it was really an admission that they had no idea what to do with this, you know? So anyway, like I said, I was, I was fine right up until they came back into, uh, back into uh, the show and, and just like, what, what, what was the point of any of this? Let's just all sit around and be happy. Yeah, yeah. It, it 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 was very um anticlimactical. Yeah, which I I think you're you're right on the point that they didn't know what to do with it. I think at the same point that was the direction that that's what they wanted to do. In not knowing how to organically get there. Yeah. Um. Because you know the amount of times that they went after like the toxic fans uh, was very apparent, and you know making them kind of the they were trying to make them the bad guys and not making the bad guys at the same time. And well, they actually they did do that. Um, one of the episodes where they're they're riffing on like these various pot shots and you know oh, this person said this and this person said yep. that that was all they pulled those those were real comments from real fans that they were you know it's like all right we're gonna use you know arm we're gonna we're gonna use that we're gonna arm ourselves with that and i i like the fact that they did that um because you and i have talked about toxic fans and and the stupidity of toxic fans yeah but then they, but then you you get to the uh, you deliver a show you deliver an ending for a show like that and suddenly you start justifying some of the toxicity of the fans unfortunately yeah but it's not it has nothing to do with the character or the yeah actors. no it doesn't have anything to do with that the character. this has to do with the the people sitting the around the desk writing. with typewriters yeah the monkeys in the room to, I mean not saying not monkeys but the people in the room with the typewriters and the computers going oh Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, oh no. Yes. No. Uh, period. Mm. Exclamation point. We'll just do. We'll just. She'll sue him at the end. Yep. Mm. It's a lawyer show. It would. How funny would it be if a lawyer sues for the ending? Ooh. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. So what's next for what's I'm trying to think what's the next thing that they, Marvel's got coming up I don't even know I don't even pay attention well Black, uh, Wakanda, Black Panther Black Panther is next is yeah, in a couple Wakanda of weeks. Forever that's the next uh, um next thing out of the gate that comes out next month and yep November sixth or something uh November eleventh it's fun to watch you do these things I I throw dates at you and you correct me. <laughs> I'm doing something November 11th, so I won't be at the movie theater. Maybe I'll go catch it the next week. See if I can. I I I will be. Yeah. Uh, I I will not be I available. The, I'll tell you. I'll tell you after. It's not important, but I'll tell you later what I'm doing on November 11th. It's very cool. Ooh, I I look forward to it. Mm. Um, but I will. Let me put it out there now. That I will have a review episode for it. Uh, following the release so the, that that week, but it will be delayed by a day. Oh. So I'll be seeing it the Tuesday after it comes out, and I'm um, with how late because it's a it's almost a three hour runtime. It's two hours and forty seven minutes. Two hours. See, when minutes. you tell me things like that, I was like, I'm really interested. I really want to see this movie, and then you told me I have to sit still for three hours. No. Yep. No. Um, too long for me for a movie. Yeah. So I'm seeing like I a seven. 
I've got other things to do with my life. Seven o'clock show, yeah. so by the time that gets out, I am not going to be able to record that night, so I'll have yeah. to record it the following night. That's uh me. But, uh, yeah, so that, that will be coming up. Um, after that, we have Ant-Man the Wasp Quantumania. And the Marvels is somewhere in there. Marvels is June. Oh, really? June, July, yeah. Um, Secret, Secret Invasion will be after Quantumania. So the next series is going to be uh, the Nick Fury one. Secret Invasion. Uh, yeah. Okay. So that's what we have in the immediate future. And then we just got the whole timeline shifted can from late on. Can we talk about the, since we're talking Marvel. Always. I don't know if you've, if you've mentioned this, on the, the rumors that are going around about uh, the Thunderbolts movie. Do you know what I'm? Do you have any idea what I'm talking about? I know exactly what you're talking about. Okay. Do you um, want to talk about that? Or is it too much of an internet rumor for us to throw fuel on that fire? Uh, I, I know Isaac and I talked about this uh, the other week. Oh, okay. Well then. Yeah. Um, All right. Then I won't talk about it. That it, it's you know it's out there you know it, it's it's speculative. I, I. It's starting to sound a little bit more than just speculative. Yeah. At first, I wasn't buying it. Because I think we're I I I believe I believe my computer is acting weird. I believe that is we are we are past the point of speculative. But let me just. Uh, you know what? No one's gone to really no one's saying no no one's saying yes which makes you more believe that it's a yes than a no yeah it's still um because it's only from one person reporting this yeah who is sometimes right and sometimes wrong so you know, he does always have the best success rate but he likes to tout himself as being the all-knowing Right. Yeah, no. it's it's looking more and more, but you also don't know. It's it's also a game of telephone at this point. Like, cause, and this is my problem with a lot of these internet. It's, it's unfortunately become what reporting is these days. That yeah, Which... rumor becomes rumor becomes fact. Well, it, and uh, let me let me put it this way: um, with the same actor, where everyone was guaranteeing and going up and down that he was uh, going to be appearing in the final episode of Boba Fett. Oh, he was seen on set. Oh, we, here's pictures of it. Oh, absolutely happening. And right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, 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 yeah. Didn't happen. And same thing with uh, Tom Cruise and. Uh, Tom Cruise was absolutely in uh, Multiverse of Madness. Definitely in there. Here's pictures of him in on set for Multiverse of Madness. Right. And we've yet to see him in Multiverse of Madness, which has already, you know, been in theaters, come out of theaters on Disney Plus and on 
Blu-ray. And I still haven't watched it. Yeah. All right. <laughs> I'm, I've been. I, I. I was actually thinking the other day. I, I haven't seen. Uh, I think I don't think I've seen any of the last four Marvel movies. I haven't seen Shang Chi. I haven't seen Eternals. I haven't seen uh, Thor Ragnarok uh, or Love and Thunder, and I haven't seen um, uh, and I haven't seen Multiverse of Madness. I've, I haven't watched any of them. Out of those, I, I would say go. I, I would put Shang Chi as a priority. That's what I've heard. I've heard a lot of really good things about Shang Chi, and maybe one day I will get around to watching that. But I don't know when that's going to be. That was that was a fun, and I thought I, I again as a character I knew nothing about. I didn't know what to expect from the movie. And um, I thought it played out nicely. Yeah. And again, speaking of you know ties into previous previous things, yeah, you know some characters come back from that we haven't seen in in quite some while. I know, so I know who some of those are. Yeah. Thanks, She-Hulk. <sighs> <laughs> but yeah, other than that, I mean, yeah. Um, and then yeah, you got uh. Internals, I I enjoyed better than I think the majority of people, but I could see where people don't care for it. So I I understand, but I don't think it's as bad as people made it out to be. Um, just it's a very different tone. Yeah. Of movie, very different tone. Okay. Uh. uh Multiverse of Madness, it, it has its high points. It's got its okay points. Um, and then Thor Love and Thunder, you could skip. <laughs> well, now this is the one thing I have heard, which is that if you take it, if you watch Love and Thunder from the perspective of its core telling a story, that it's everything filtered through the eyes of Korg. It's a it, it's a different film. Yeah, but yeah. it's hard to remember that as the movie goes on. As the movie goes on, okay, good to know. Good to know. Um, because it, it does it, that. It, that's literally how it starts out. Right. Well, you you have the you have the the pre-introduction to to introduce uh, Gore, and you get you get his story right off the bat, and then. You you swing into the title and you get uh, Korg telling you, oh, I'm going to tell you the tales of Thor, the good, you know, and then um, it goes through that and, the, and then it, it exits out with with uh, Korg talking again. Um, yeah. So that's. Which. Remind me to tell you something when we're done as well. Okay. About about the the last scene okay um but yeah it's um it's not awful but i think i i if i remember correctly it's not awful (laughs) i think i put it right above black widow which that for me is my low point of yeah yeah i had a lot of problems with black widow so yeah this this for me was like a step up just one (laughs) Then the next one is being if you if you haven't seen the videos for uh, well I always enjoy watching um, the how it should have ended videos and also the honest trailer videos and they do a lot about the fact that the number of times and the ways that Black Widow really should have died in that movie yeah um oh brother yeah yeah that movie was, uh, that movie was painful to watch 
Oh, there you go. That was, I was trying to think. What was the last Marvel movie I saw? And the last Marvel movie I saw was Black Widow. And I think that's why I haven't watched. <laughs> I It was so bad. I just haven't been able to take myself back to a theater. I I I I, I can't say I blame you. Um, yeah, see? This is what I'm saying. Oh. No, Shang-Chi, Shang-Chi is, is more of a redeemer. Um, okay. I've heard Shang-Chi was good. They They... With the challenges that they were against with Shang-Chi, because they were they just started production and then had to shut everything down because down. of the pandemic. COVID, yeah. Um, and then re- figure out how to shoot a movie post-pandemic. Uh, it, it you would I I was surprised with the the quality of the movie that we got, and just it just plays out. It plays out well. Good. Um, characters, you know, it's cool. Um, I, even though I'm not a fan of his sidekick, um, I, I thought she, she did a good job. Yeah. Actually, I I didn't mind her character at all in this. Um, what's her name again? Aquafina. Aquafina, yeah. Yeah. She's in Bad Guys. She's also in Raya. No. Um. So. Yeah. Um. Like I said, it, I, if you were to give a priority order, I would I would put Shang Chi first on that. Definitely. Okay. Um. And then yeah, it, it's Marvel's at this interesting point that they're starting to. They're not. I feel like they're not experimenting as much as they used to. Yeah, well, I think that was kind of what She-Hulk's point was. But then we get Werewolf by Night. Right. Um, which I think is, out of this, a lot of the stuff that they've done recently, one of the better things that they've done recently. Because it's going back to, we're okay, we're taking this style of movie and we're going to make a Marvel production around it. Instead of, let's do a Marvel production. Oh, and here's a, a we're going to try and emulate a style of movie and you're not they're not doing that as much anymore right it's just here's a movie yeah here's a movie and here here's how it ties into and this is the homework there here's your syllabus for your movie yeah here's the the 20 other movies you have to watch before this one right which was another thing that i in um isaac and i were reviewing uh reviewed it last week that I said, what well, I think one of the great things about Werewolf by Night is that you didn't have to watch anything. Right. You don't have to know anything. You don't have to watch anything before it. You can just sit down and watch Werewolf by Night and enjoy it for being Werewolf by Night. Right. Which I don't know if you've seen yet or not. I have not seen it yet. Um. Yeah. It, it's again. It's fun. It's it's nothing mind blowing, but it went in a direction that I wasn't expecting it to. Nice. Um, in in a good way, in more or less a good way, and it is very stylized to the uh, horror movies of old from the fifties. The, the old monster movies, of right? The, the old monster, black and white monster yeah. movies, where they use the lighting and the shadows to tell the story, um, and not necessarily what's on screen. Right. So oh, it's nice. That, yeah. Um, so yeah, um, but 
everyone's heard that <laughs> go back to last week's episode episode 198 this is 199 my goodness what are we gonna do for 200 what are we doing for 200 first of all i'd like to ask everybody please send in any comments any you know thoughts that you have uh well wishes for the show email it send it into the show um or send us voice messages i can put it on the show um Send it posted on social media. Send us hate mail. We take that. that. Yeah, we'll We'll take take those too. We're desperate. We just we just like to see our names in print. Yes. Yeah. Except for that one time. But I won't bring up the that was a court order, so you know. Oh, that's yeah. Yeah. Um. Oh well. Yeah, these things happen. Mm. You know, people get court orders every day. All the time. (laughs) Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll be doing a, a a trivia episode. I haven't done a trivia episode, so I figured let's do a trivia episode. And um, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Who's 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 going to be answering these trivia questions of you that you've concocted? Not me. Yeah, I've noticed. Tease, tease the people a little bit. Like tease hey, the people. S- it is people that you've heard on this show multiple times over. Uh, or in short, all the co-hosts. Yay. So it'll be yourself. It'll be Isaac. It'll be Dave, and it'll be Kim. So it'll yeah, be they're, they're... Isaac, Dave, and Kim. Yep. We will be competing for Matt's hand in marriage. Someone already beat you on. Oh, see, see now. That, well, I've got I've got comments, but I'll save them for next week when we've got more show. I've got to see. Here's the thing. I'm like, I'm, I keep thinking of these. Like, I should ask Matt this. I should ask Matt that. I should ask Matt how we're doing this. And I've decided, like, no, I should wait until we're recording the show. And then I should start asking these questions. And put me on the spot as totally, live. Totally put you on the spot and throw you under the bus because I think it's better. Enter- it's more entertainment, <laughs> really. So I, we bring the entertainment. The, the question I asked before we started recording, I did ask Matt a question about how we were going to do next week, and I thought that was I wanted to plant that thought in your head because I thought that was a legitimate one. I've got a bunch of other questions too. I don't care what the answers are because it'll just be more fun to ask you what ask you, and uh, and see what the outcome is. The answer is pants. Nice. <laughs> so yes, I should be wearing them. Is what you're telling? Yes. Okay. Yes, please. Gotcha. All right. What should? What should I wear for the podcast? The episode. The answer is pants. Pants. Gotcha. We could do a whole song about pants. Pants. We could, but we won't. Pants. Yeah. So someone beat us to it. Yeah. That would be copyright infringement. Darn you, Mike Nelson. Um. Yeah. So yeah. Uh. It'll be the five of us, which is going to be the most amount of people that we've ever had on the show. Uh. Doing not counting split personalities. Well, this is true. Nope. Uh, even in that case, then we you know we we will have fifteen people on the show. Well, there you go. <laughs> Three for <laughs> each of us. Yes. Um, and uh, yeah, we'll be we do we, uh, a lot of uh, trivia, Disney related trivia of all sorts. So all covering just like the show, covering all aspects of Disney between Pixar, Marvel, Star Wars, twentieth century. Uh, in, in Muppets and so Muppets. forth. You yep. better have some Muppets questions on there. I, I, I am definitely going to have Muppets I want, questions. I on want there. at least one chance to kick my uh, co-stars' butts. I yes, need, I will. I, need, I will make sure. Um, yes, uh, one thing I'm going to fail at everything else. I just need that one to cling on to. After we I'll get off, the uh, puppy. 
Yes. Once we stop recording, so this way people, you know, the listeners don't know the questions ahead of time. I will ask you to give me some uh, Muppet question, uh, trivia questions so I can make sure to ask you next week. Because <laughs> if I need Muppet trivia, uh, um, <laughs> Muppet trivia, I go go to you. <laughs> Uh, but you see, that's the kind of thing where that's the kind of thing where, like I said to you before, well, like, well we can talk about this later. But I think uh, my my thought for this, folks, is I want the show to be it's not who has the right answer, it's who has the most interesting answer. Well, it's like nursing school; it's not the correct answer; it's the best answer. Right. Yeah. So I mean, we can sit here and we can go, well, what year did Walt Disney do this? And and someone can say 1929 or 1932, but you can also talk about, you know, what else was going on at that time. And then it becomes a history lesson and it becomes more interesting. But uh, we'll talk about these things later, and we'll talk about more. We'll talk about these things next week when you join us on. I don't remember the name of the podcast anymore. What is this? Who are you? What are, who, What is it? What are we who now? Am I? Am I wearing any pants? Am I? Uh, God, I hope I'm wearing <laughs> pants. Let me check. What is this? Oh, it, wait, hang on, I've got it written here in my pants. WD Magic cast. Don't worry. Property. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's, it's on the tag. It's on the tag. It says property of property WD, WD Magic cast. You, you, Abe Simpson. Yeah, <laughs> property of WD Magic, Magic cast. You've been branded. They give yes. me, they give me, they have, I have WD Magic Cast uh, issued pants to make sure that I'm wearing them when I'm on the show. It's true. And now when we start doing, uh, if we start selling merchandise like t-shirts and tote bags and stuff, you can, we can now sell uh, official WD Magic Cast branded and like the official replicas of Matt Leonard's pants. <laughs> Well, stay tuned for next week for more announcements. This <laughs> oh. is just an idea. You're gonna, you're gonna expand. You said you wanted to do this so we could expand, and I think we we're expanding ex- pants. I think we should expand into my pants. <laughs> oh, it's not. It's a family friendly show. <laughs> We don't have expanding pants like that. <laughs> oh, and I thought this was going to be a normal show, too. I thought we were doing so good. We stayed on topic and everything. And you had to bring up next week's um, episode with well, your expanding I to, pants. I wanted to tease it. I wanted to sort of promote it because I knew it was a big deal for you. Well, it is a big deal. It. Give people a reason to listen to this, and this is what you people you. I think I've now scared people, and now they're going to be afraid of us. Now everyone's going to think your pants are a big deal. Yeah, well, my pants are a big deal. You were the one who said the answer is pants. Huh. You could have said the answer is belly buttons, and then this whole conversation would be even worse. No, it's true. This is true. You'd be traveling at the speed of lint. Drinking from there. What is that? Your little Star Wars cup? That's nice. Yeah. Celsius, bro. What's what's in that? Is that just water? Yeah, just water this time. Apple juice. Water and apple water. juice. Just water. Just water. Plain old boring water. That's what I get to. I think next week. I think next week I might do something more than water. We'll see. Uh, It'd be encouraged. Um, yeah. yeah I, 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 I would think maybe make tea, but I'm out of honey. So. I'm sorry. Yeah, well. I would have made tea, but my kitchen is in pieces. But 
that's another story for another time. Yes. Yeah. So on that bombshell. Oh my gosh. The, the, the bombshell in my kitchen. Yes. Oh, I'm so sorry, folks. We had such a good show until the last five minutes. I'm sure Matt will edit that later, or not. And uh, and we'll see you next week, where we will discuss my pants. Or not. Sounds stopping. Are we still recording? Yeah. Well, let me stop recording. I think we should keep this part in. Don't edit this out. This is the good stuff. This is weird. We do broke we, Skype. Do we have to do the whole show over again? No. No. Oh, thank God. No, your pants broke Skype. Hold on, let me try this. Hang on. Hang on. Thank you again for listening, everyone. Thank you, Matt, for joining us as we talked about She-Hulk. What are your thoughts of She-Hulk? What did you think of Marvel Studios' latest Disney Plus series? Uh, let us know on our Facebook page, facebook.com slash WDMagicast. On Instagram, TikTok, and Twitter, we are at WDMagicast. And make sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you get the audio version of the show and some other things that may be popping up you can also leave us a voice message through the Anchor app or anchor.fm website or record us a message electronically and email it to us at email.wdmagicast.com. You can also email any questions or suggestions you may have to that address as well. Links to all these are in the show notes. And again, episode 200 is right around the corner, literally days away. Days away, we'll be recording our 200th episode, and we want you to be part of it. Please send us those emails, send us those voice messages. Again, email address, email at wdmagicast.com, where you can send us something you record on your computer, your smartphone, your tablet device, very easy, and email it to us there. Or go to the anchor.fm website or anchor app, download that, it's free, and you can send us a message there. If not, a simple email would be perfectly fine. Again, email at WDMagicast. Wishing us a happy 200. Please, please send them along. And also, someday, we'd love to do a question Q&A session. Send us some questions along that way, too. I want to thank you for your time. I know how little time everyone has nowadays. Everything is so crazy. Holidays are gearing up. Kids are back in school. Sports are back in sessions. Mass hysteria is going on. And the fact that we get to spend this time together really really means a lot to all of us thank you so much thank you thank you um please let people know about the show this is how the show grows tell people share it out the links on social media. share it out on facebook on twitter on instagram on whatsapp tiktok whatever social media platform you use snapchat and Send out the link. Let people know about the show. Tell people. Let's see 
people that you know that are Disney people. Let them know about the show as well. This is how the show grows. And if you really, really want to help us out, go to Apple Podcasts, go to uh, Stitcher, and leave us a rating. We have all five-star reviews at the moment, but we need more. Um, Keep them coming, because the more that we get, the more those uh, podcast downloading uh, streaming services will promote the show as well. Free! It doesn't cost you anything. It's free. Leave us a review. Leave us a rating on there. Get, you know, let people know about the show. Tell your Disney friends about it as well. The more we have joining our family, the better we'll be. Won't believe it, big Disney family. So do I. Don't forget to subscribe to the show. This way you always know when a new episode is posted. And while you're at it, consider becoming a premium subscriber. Really, really help the show out. Keep the lights on as it were. You can do this over at anchor.fm slash wdmagicast slash support or find our Patreon page. You can also check out our merchandise shop where you get yourself some really cool WD Magicast stuff. More things coming shortly. Stay tuned here for the announcement. You can find these links in the show notes as well because remember the show is brought to you by listeners like you. Japanese proverb, I think it's appropriate for she In Japan, broken objects are often repaired. Flaws are seen as a unique piece of the object's history which adds to its beauty. Consider this when you feel broken. Remember, be your own hero. Never give up. Never give in on yourself. There are people out there who need you. There are people out there who will help you. You are special. You are unique. You are beautiful. And the world's a better place because of you. Now I'd like to end this week's show with a quote from Walt Disney himself. When it came to television, the one thing I wanted was to control my product. I didn't want anyone else to have it. I wanted to control the format and what I did with it. Now I have complete control. There is nobody that can tell me yes or no. I have it. And if I fall down, it's on me. There's no one else to blame. And that, again, is from Walt Disney. Thank you again for listening, everyone. And I'll see you next time.